Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Well, welcome to our Saturday night broadcast of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, for the next hour of our broadcast. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, we have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. If you need prayer and you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, um, let's see. Saturday nights are a little bit different than the normal nights because it's just me. Um, and But like always, we'll leave it to the Holy Spirit to have his way. Father, Lord, we, in all things, Father, we lay our lives down before you. Father, your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And you said that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Father, one thing we desire, and this alone, Father, that we seek, that we may dwell in your house forever, Lord. That you would cover us with the shadow of your wings, Father. That under your wings we can take refuge, Lord. Father, your word declares if we will draw near to you, you will draw near to us, Lord. So tonight, for this next hour, Father, we dedicate every minute to you, Lord, that you would be glorified, Jesus, that you would reveal yourself to us, Father, that you would open our eyes to see you, Lord, you would open our ears to hear your voice, Father. You said that you're the good shepherd. You said that your sheep hear your voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow, Lord. So I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would silence the voice of every enemy, Father, and remove them far from our presence, Lord. And set our hearts and our minds, Lord, set our spirits upon your Son, Jesus Christ, who has been exalted above every name, Father. Jesus, you who longs to make intercession for us, you who died and rose again, delivering us from our sins, Father. Create in us a clean heart tonight. Renew a steadfast spirit in us. Father, your word says that those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. You said they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will walk and not be weary. They will run and not faint. So, Father, we set our eyes tonight on the prize of the upward calling in Christ Jesus, Lord. Looking to you, who are Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, whom David said, you have become our exceeding great reward, Father. So, Father, we open our hearts to hear from you tonight. Father, that we can become one with you. That you would show us 
what communion and intimacy is really all about, Jesus. Show us what's possible. Change our expectations of what's possible in this earth, Father. For us who have trusted you and believe you, Father. For us who love you and place our lives in your hands. Remove the boundaries that we have set, Father. Remove the expectations we have set, Lord. And make them yours. Your word declares that you give us the desires of our hearts, Lord. But I pray tonight, Father, that you would plant those desires in our hearts, Lord. Lord, that our desire would be for you and you alone above everything else. Jesus, that we can come to worship you, come to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. That you would reveal to us the meaning of those words in our lives, Lord. Not only for us, but all those who may be listening, Father. Father, even our friends and our family, Lord. Even our acquaintances, our people at work, Lord. Reveal to them your presence, Jesus. Reveal to them your love. For your word declares that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Father, in all things we trust you. And we believe. But help our unbelief, Father, in those areas in which we still haven't completely come to an assurance and a stability in trusting you, Father. Above all things, Jesus, be glorified. So it's um, it's been an interesting couple of days. Um, I've had to deal with a couple different issues. Um, uh, I guess I'll start off by saying that um, Chris is having some family issues tonight and definitely needs your prayers. Um. And we know the Lord is faithful to fulfill his word in our lives. Even when obstacles come and even when we have challenges and issues that we have to deal with, he remains faithful. He remains steadfast. He remains a rock, a fortress, unmovable, unshakable. Our emotions can change from one day to the next, sometimes from one minute to the next. But our foundation, our chief cornerstone is always the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as long as we have our mind focused on him, as long as we have our hearts steadfastly on him, then we can enter into that ability to be unmoved and unshaken by the storms of life and by the things that come up in our lives. So, um, let's see. You know, I'm going to start this off on a completely different note. Um, You know, uh, when we first started these broadcasts, Saturday night um, was reserved for just talking about a relationship with God. And so, um, I think for a little bit tonight, for this hour, I'm going to sort of get back into that. And so, um, I mentioned before 
I think I mentioned before that, um, you know, Paul said all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And what he meant by that is there is a freedom in Christ Jesus where there's a law, but Jesus took the law, magnified it, condensed it, and made it so much harder in a way because now we're he said you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and body and love your neighbor as yourself which means um, if you do those two things it's impossible to sin against the father or against anybody because those two pretty much wrap up the entirety of the law Um, and when Paul said what he said about how all things are lawful but not all things are helpful he was doing it from a perspective, I believe, of that we have entered into a covenant relationship with the Holy Spirit, whom the Father said is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Jesus Christ himself saying that it's to our advantage that he would go away, send to the Father, because if he didn't, he could never send us the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, the Comforter, um, our Guide, our Teacher, um and so um that being said our laws now are is the law of the spirit we're under a law of grace um but our hearts are and our spirits are become more of our guiding post and our judge um with the word of god and when david said i um, your word i've hidden in my heart that i wouldn't sin against you it wasn't so that David could be perfect, but that he could enter in to a place in his life where his heart was continually set upon the Father. Because if you're constantly thinking about the Father, it's impossible to go into five million different directions in your life, which can happen to all of us off and on. And um, so, you know, I, I've said before that there's certain music um, which some would call secular and um but that I actually like because there's music out there that um, may not be Christian. It may not be sung by Christian artists, but it actually reminds me of God. It actually reminds me of Jesus and my relationship with him. And um, so some of the most amazing worship songs I've ever heard aren't actually worship songs, but they've become worship songs in my own life because they remind me of my relationship with Jesus and movies are the same way. And so um, I was looking at some movie quotes. And um, one of, there's like one movie, it's my wife's favorite, it's called The Notebook. And I just want to read a couple of quotes from this movie. Because you may be able to see your relationship with God in some of these. But one of the first ones, um, Noah from the movie said, I am nothing special. Of this I am sure. I am a common man with common thoughts, and I've led a common life. There are no monuments dedicated to me, and my name will soon be forgotten. But I've loved another with all my heart and soul, and to me, this has always been enough. You know... um, Here's another one. I love you. I am who I am because of you. You are every reason, every hope, and every dream I've ever had. 
And no matter what happens to us in the future, every day we are together is the greatest day of my life. I will always be yours. You know, I was, I've had many times I've talked with the Father, um, and, you know, all of us at one point in time have had dreams of grandeur and dreams of being something or leading some kind of extraordinary life where we can know that the, when we pass from death into life, that there's some lasting legacy of who we are on this earth, that through that we think that our lives will have some kind of meaning and some kind of purpose and that we can be remembered long after we're gone. And I remember there was a scene from this movie called Troy where the um, Achilles, who was played by Brad Pitt, was getting ready to go off into battle and um, this young boy comes up to him and he's handing him his sword and his shield and he said, I've seen the man you have to fight. I wouldn't want to fight him. And Achilles looked at him and he said, that's why no one will remember your name. And so we've always... Um, as humans, somehow programmed into our nature that we always want to live, have something extraordinary happen in our lives um, for the most part, Um, whether it's people who want to have riches beyond possible measure um, or be famous or whatever else, whatever else there is. And if you look out into the world, there's, you'll always see that there's always people out there whose names are known for one thing or the other. I find it ironic that when I've talked to the Lord about that and told him that about that and how I've how I've in my own life I've just thought about how great it would be to like not go through this life and have it mean nothing. Um and to go through this life and want there to be something lasting, some kind of legacy that I can say that from the day I was born till the day I died, there was actual meaning and purpose there. And you know what he said to me? As he said, when I was asking him about accomplishments, he sort of reminded me of this verse. And because our greatest accomplishment in this life is not based on the praises of men. It's not based necessarily on the relationships we develop here on earth. It's not based on our riches, our wealth, our finances. It's not based on any kind of glory we can obtain for ourselves. Because all of that disappears. It fades away. Like the dust, it's gone. We pass from death into life so I mean, from life to death so quickly and then from death into life into eternity. And the time goes by so quickly. You look up and the minutes are gone. And not only minutes, but days and hours and days and weeks and months and years just pass by. And, but you know, the greatest accomplishment we have is to say that when that last breath comes wherever we're at 
and we're standing on the brink of eternity, about to step over into eternal life, that at that moment we can say that we did love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. And our lasting legacy upon this earth And the only thing permanent that we can leave is our relationship with the Lord. It's that love relationship. Um, One of my friends who has a blog titled it, The Making of an Internal Love Story, which is what it's really all about. It's the desire of the Father's heart since Adam and Eve to have an intimate relationship with his people to have a love relationship with us um, so much that the Bible declares us to be the bride of Christ, that we're literally entering in to a lifelong covenant with the Father where he has declared that he will be our God and we will be his people. He took his finger and wrote our names on the palm of his hand, which is something that you usually only do to someone you really love. And, you know, I could go into countless scriptures that talk about us being the apple of his eye and how we're the beloved of Christ and everything else. And when it comes down to it, Every moment we we live, every breath we take, is because of him. It's through him. You know, it says in Colossians that through him, Jesus, all things exist and consist. Everything, even us, every atom in our body is held together by the will of the Father, by his love, by his covenant. I mean, it says in Job he could withdraw his breath from the world. The same breath he first put into man, and he could withdraw it in the world, which has ceased to exist. But there's this covenant of love that the Father has spoken over us and the promises he's given us that the things that he has promised he will accomplish until the day of Christ. You know, it's 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 true that it's the only real thing in this world. And outside of this relationship we have with him, everything else is sort of like a mirage. Everything else is temporary. Everything else is um, inconsequential. Because the only lasting... Is that we loved him And that he loved us And that he has given us his all Which he has The last thing he could give us Was his own son And so we turn around And give him our all And give him our everything running as fast as we can toward him. That we can have some type of intimacy with the Father, 
that we can find out what's really possible. Um, people all over the world who claim to be Christians have an opinion on a relationship with God and what it entails and what you can have. And some take it from a really, um, like, holy, you can't go near God, and he is who he is, and we are who we are. And then there's some who say one thing or the other. And, you know, I think outside of his presence literally descending and us being consumed by it in these mortal bodies, I think that you can get as close to the Father as you wanted to. And I don't, and I think that if you really desired it, you could enter into a relationship with him that would far surpass every other thing in your life. Where every day you are walking with him. We we talk about having relationships with God. And usually our relationships with God consist of our Bible study time here and our worship time here or our church services or our meetings or whatever it is. But when we talk, it says the just shall live by faith. And, you know, the word live is interesting because it's, it's all encompassing our entire life. The whole, everything that's drawing us um, should be this walk with the Lord where every step, I mean, it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And, you know, we don't even have to worry about the righteous word because it says that Jesus has already made us the righteousness of God. And we have this walk with him just as if you were married and everything, every decision, every day is filled with the knowledge that you and this other person are in this covenant from the from the very first day until the very last day. And it's unbreakable and it's unchanging. And you've given it everything and said, this is it. I'm going for it. This is, this is the relationship I'm in from now until the end of time because there's nobody better for me. And in the same context, we have the ability to have a relationship with the living God of all the universe, to walk every minute of every day in his presence, because we know there's nobody better for us, and there's nobody who will ever love us more, and there will never be anybody more faithful to us than he is. There will never be anybody who will understand us more than he does. There will never be anybody who is so genuinely concerned with us and so intimately acquainted with everything that's inside of us than he is. And, you know, it's the, that's why I said it's the only real accomplishment left. It's the only thing that has a sense of glory on it. And it's the glory of a restoration, the glory of a God who created men for fellowship. 
And then when even we became unfaithful in that, he stepped in to restore the relationship, not willing to let it go. Because to him, the value of the love that he had for us was of such great measure that nothing would prevent him from being able to obtain it again. Even if that meant the death of his own son. And, you know, those are the eyes that we should look at this life in, is that, you know, things don't always make sense. And I'll be the first to admit that I don't understand half of what a lot of things in the Bible even talk about. I read them and I still don't quite understand a lot of what the Bible says in a million different ways. Um, um, like I was talking to the Lord before the broadcast about things like healing and, um, you know, we we pray for people to get healed and most of the time they do. And then there's these one, these few circumstances where people don't. And you never know why and you wonder and you question and it comes down to this thing of obedience and where God said obedience is better than sacrifice and it makes me wonder in our lives in general what is it that we're not being obedient and what is it that the Father has given us a command to do which in our own lives individually what is it the what is the one thing that we're not doing? What is the one thing we haven't turned over? What is the one thing that we're still holding on to that is preventing from us from going to that next level of glory with the Father? What is it in our lives that we hold on to so tightly that we're afraid to lose it, but because we're afraid to let go of whatever areas in our lives, we're preventing ourselves from stepping closer into the Holy of Holies, into the place of his temple and the place of his dwelling, and to ascend into that level of relationship with the Father, that we can start seeing him and hearing him and knowing him more clearly than we can possibly imagine now. But it's where obedience comes in, and and you know, it's like the that first commandment. Even when Jesus reiterated it, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And it says He has become our all in all, our fullness. He has become our life. We've died to sin and we've become alive to him buried with him in death risen with him in his resurrection given the newness of life being told that old things have passed away and all things have become new well if all things have become new what is it about this newness that we haven't like really delved into yet what is it that we haven't explored what are the possibilities of a life that is completely committed and dedicated itself to the Father, and what is there that we would normally consider impossible, which comes possible and becomes reality and comes common at that point. There's this whole, you know, the Bible says that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. 
well, what exactly are those blessings? How do we get to the place from where we're at now to where we're walking in those blessings? And I assume that we're not going to ever get to those places until we start hearing from him and having him declare to us the things that belong to us through our restoration um, through the Lord Jesus and through this adoption that we have received becoming being adopted into the family of God so that our names have been changed, that we are actually named in the family of the household of heaven. You know, you know, people have great names. We've talked about um, legacies, but, I mean, people like even in the United States or Europe, people like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and whatever, these people have names, and these names symbolize their family's legacy and the riches that go along with their family and whatever earthly glory that they have obtained. And so a new person who's born into this family and receives this name receives all the glory and they and they receive the honor that that name entails. But yet we, above all men on the earth, have been named with the name of the household of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, with the Almighty God, the uncreated one who has taken us, placed us into his household and placed his own name over us, declaring that he has now become our banner declaring that our sins have been washed away and that we have become white as snow, that we've been placed with white robes and that he has decorated us with glory and honor that comes from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we now stand as new creations in Christ Jesus. We are literally new cre- new creatures, um, something completely new like... Um, that we don't even always comprehend that which we really are. We really don't always comprehend the identity which we really have because we haven't gotten to the point of of giving ourselves over to him because we still partly want to hold on to our old life and our old expectations and our old dreams and our old visions. But the thing is, now is the time to actually get the new dreams and the new visions and to see what it is the Father is actually wanting to speak into our lives and the things that he wants to bring us into. Because I guarantee you the things that the Father has planned for us are far greater than anything we could have possibly have imagined for our own lives. I mean, he said, I know the thoughts I think for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He said in Jeremiah 33, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. It says later in Corinthians, it says, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has even entered into the heart of men the things that the Lord has prepared for those that love him. You know, he has desired and is desiring to shower us with blessings that we can't even comprehend. But all those come as an outpouring, the overfilling of a cup that is already full with the love of the Father. When we take the place of knowing that our entire identity is wrapped up in the phrase that I am loved by God, that I have been chosen by the Father, that I have given my all to Him, 
because he first gave his all to me. In my new identity, the new thing I have become is a child of the living God. Not a slave, not a servant, not a worker, but a child. And not only a child, a friend. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. And what he's saying is, listen, you're my friends now. You know, there's many children who grow up and they may honor and respect their parents, but they are not always best friends with their parents. And they don't have the openness of a relationship with their parents. But God himself has declared that we are his friends. And he wants to reveal to us everything. He wants to reveal mysteries to us, to have a one-on-one relationship where we can converse with him, where we can talk with him, where we can become best friends and lifelong companions. Or when the day comes that we do breathe our last, we can say that no matter what happens, we loved him with everything we had. And that we knew him who first knew us. And that alone should be our focus in this life. Because that's where the joy inexpressible and full of glory comes from. The peace that surpasses all understanding comes from knowing that we are His and He is ours. And he won't share us with anybody because he's a jealous God. And he doesn't want to share us with the world because we don't belong to the world anymore. We belong to him. And he wants all of us because if we don't get to a place where we give him our all, We'll never be able to receive all. We'll never be able to understand or be in the position for him to be able to shower us with the blessings that he wants us to have. Because until we get to the place where we become one with him, then even when the blessings come, we won't receive them because we won't be ready for them because our hands will be too full with all the other things that we've tried to hold on to. When all he's saying is, let go of everything but me and let me become your all in all. Let me become your fullness. Let me become the sun that rises in the morning in your life. Let me become your joy and your peace. Let me become your stability. Let me become your hope. Come to me and I will come to you. 
and see what kind of a relationship you can really have with the living God, which the world could never receive because they can never see him or know him. But we who have the name of Jesus Christ, we who have been redeemed through him, we who are named as sons and daughters of the living God, have the ability to ascend into a level of relationship with the Father that only few men in the course of history have been able to obtain because they're the ones who ran after they're the ones who desired it they're the ones who said I'm not going to rest until I have it I'm not going to slow down I'm not going to give up I don't care what happens I'm going for it. I'm going past every mountain. I'm going over every wall. I'm going past every obstacle because my eyes are on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will not rest until I have him in my life. I will not rest until I can hear his voice. I will not rest until I have become one with him like Jesus said we could. And so if you want to do something spectacular with your life, if you want something extraordinary, if you want a legacy that will last through all eternity, then it doesn't happen here on this earth as far as the things around us. But it happens when we become, like Jesus said, worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. It comes when we give him all and then receive everything all for all anyway our call in number 619-618 or no 619-638-8458 this is prayer international radio we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back we hear God because your promise has been fulfilled in us we're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything. I refuse to be denied. 
says in John 15 verse 14 you are my friends if you do whatever I command you no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you these things I command you that you love one another if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love its own Yet because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will, also, they will keep yours also. But all things they will do to you for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. 
He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have had no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the world the word might be fulfilled which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when he, the helper, comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. You know, I'll speak a little bit candidly here, but it says in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun, and Jesus even tried to warn us many times, as the day of Noah, when men were exceedingly wicked. And had removed the knowledge of God from their midst. There was still one man who served the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul, all his mind and all his strength. And their times are coming and now is, even now, where men have become exceedingly wicked. Where they have attempted to remove God from their midst. Where even churches have become corrupted, worshiping false gods and false idols, holding on to 
a symbol of religion and and their traditions more than they hold on to the knowledge of the living God, more holding on to their traditions more than they're willing to hold on to a covenant with him, refusing to hear his voice that may require them to change. And the time will come when those who worship him with everything they have will be even more rare than they are now. And when those days come, the only thing that will be our strength, the only thing that will be our hope, the only thing that will be our foundation, the only thing that will bring peace is knowing whom you are and who you belong and whom you belong to. Knowing of the relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus Christ which is eternal in itself, which neither death nor life can destroy. And, you know, the Father is raising up men and women, and has been, who will seek his face, who will dedicate their lives to serving him, to worshiping him, to loving him, who will forsake all the things of this world and not and I don't mean necessarily in a physical manner, but those who will make it the desires of their heart to run after God, to seek after the Lord, to choir of him in his temple, to come boldly to the throne of Christ, to enter into the Holy of Holies, and to stand before the living God and say I'm here, use me. But not to be busy just serving and to working, but to be able to rest like Mary at the feet of Jesus, where you realize that when all the work is done, the one thing that's important, the one good thing, is to be able to gaze in the eyes of the uncreated God and to know Him. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. Um... And we will play another song, and then broadcast will probably be over, and we'll be back here tomorrow night, same time, 10 o'clock. And so we'll be praying for you. Please keep praying for us, and go spend some time with Jesus. Jacob really longed to be. All I really wanted was a friend I'm the way, the life, the truth Tell me, Jacob, when will the light end? Does the striving make you strong? 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.